welcome to First and Filoni. This is our week five episode. Uh, just about halfway through the season, quarter of the season is done, third of the season is done. Um, so we're going to go over some some questions here, and then we're going to get right into our game picks. But uh, this is this is the time, Mr. Cooper. I'll let you uh, I'll let you go go off on me here for my Colorado take, and your your boys with the Oregon Ducks uh, beat the brakes off of them right now. Yeah, I hope he's keeping a receipt on that one, my friend. <laughs> I'm sure he is, and I just, I, uh, I just I'll get into it later in the show, man. But yeah, you can't take nothing away from Oregon on that one, man. They came out, they played hard, fast, and they played physical. They found the weak spots in that, that defensive line. Yeah, I mean, in the offensive line, and they attacked, man. I mean, it's I, to be honest, I honestly don't think Travis Hunter would have been that big of a difference I mean, no the, one di- player, so. the difference was the offense and defensive line I, I think they match up skill position with them it's just Oregon is recruiting so much better on the defensive line it's not even funny um but yeah we'll t- we'll talk a little bit about it later I have some uh some key shout outs for for some people or not shout outs I guess uh I'm gonna take a shit on some people um later in the show because you know how the media is when they're all on Dion's dick for, you know, five weeks of the season. And then he has one loss and then they flip up, flip the coin. Like nobody's like snap of a finger and that's just not right. So, um, okay. So what's new? The first thing we're going to talk about since we are about a third of the way seat way through, um, usually we get a good sense on which coaches are on the hot seat. So, my question to you, do you have any coaches yet on the hot seat um, or uh, any coaches that you thought should have, would have been fired right now or not? Man, to be honest, yeah, I have quite a few. Oh, um, I don't know about one. I'm kind of curious to see how the rest of the season goes, but they really haven't played nobody. Um, one I definitely have, I think, is Dana Holgerson at Houston. He's two and two right now. Um, That's surprising. The next one I would, yeah. The next one I would think would be Dave Hernanda from Baylor. He had yeah. one good year and it's slowly slipped. We just had more than one good uh, year, but yeah, the last few years he's been he's been kind of, I mean Texas lit him up. Yeah. So uh, another one is Tony Elliott for UVA. Yeah, I can see that one. I I didn't put UVA down, and I w- I wish I would have. I only have one coach actually, um, who who's on the hot seat right now, and and that's Mike Gundy. Um, with the expectations of Oklahoma State two years ago of only losing one, potentially missing the uh, college football playoff, beating Notre Dame in a New Year Six bowl, to just not having a good season, not keeping Spencer Sanders for an extra year when he goes and is a backup at Ole Miss, like that they just might be, he's been there for 20 plus years. You know, they might just need a fresh new face. Um, You know, he'll have the benefit of the doubt, but I think next year at this time, if he's, if it's the same and they have a really bad season this year, he's gone. Uh, But the one person I thought who would been fired here, I called for his job by this point was Neil Brown and they're sneakily three and one, man. Um, they're actually not bad down there in more or up there in Morgantown. Um, 
they're rolling, man. So do you have any thoughts on West Virginia? Because I know both of us thought that he would have been gone by now. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if it's more or less a luck thing or what's going on, but, I mean, they are 3-1, and one and they beat a pretty good – usually a pretty good pit, pit team. So, um, then I think they Neil Brown – Texas Tech last week. Yep. So, I, I got a feeling as long as he can make a bowl game this year, I think he's off of it for the rest yeah. of the year, and then he'll have next year to deal with. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't want to say he's necessarily off the hot seat, but it's cooled down quite a bit. That's for sure. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, that's the only question I really had. I think next week we're going to try to get into, like, uh, initial Heisman, um, revamp of our college football playoff predictions, stuff like that. So uh, let's go ahead and go start with the game of the week from last week. Um, I'll go first on this one because it was a really good game. It was a defensive slugfest, and – neither team I don't think lost a step win or lose. Uh, that's the Ohio state Notre Dame game. That was a really, really good game. Um, Notre Dame should have won it. They could not finish drives. They had two fourth and ones. They could not convert or three fourth and ones. They could not convert. Um, and then the last two plays of the game, they had 10 men on the field when uh, Ohio state passed it for 20 yards and then uh, got the touchdown. Um, you just can't have that. Um so I have that game here. I think I thought Notre Dame should have won, but they never went in the greens. I thought Kyle McCord showed out that week, like for the big game. He came down in clutch. Uh, both defenses are scary, but I mean that that was my game of the week. It was a really really good game. Yeah, I had the same one. I actually stayed up late watching that one. Um, oh, Kyle McCord, you know he showed his grit and his poise. Yeah. Um, definitely think the defense helped him on the last two plays with the two big throw plays. Um, I mean, Notre Dame had plenty of chances to win it. They missed a field goal. Like I said, I think if the fourth and ones would have went the other way. But then yeah. again, this kind of goes back to me with Sam Hartman, the choke artist, and big games. Well, I don't, I don't know if he choked because the play calling was kind of suspect. The first fourth down that they Sam Hartman I thought got but it showed the ball was behind the line of scrimmage when he went out of bounds um they were in field goal territory the second one same thing they were in field goal territory so that's six points right there that would have won the game so I don't know I think you know I attribute to maybe well, Sam I Hartman say, being the choke artist but I more of Marcus say, Freeman being young in the coach yes I shouldn't say choke artist but the bad luck has followed him to Notre Dame yeah no, I can see that. I thought I thought he played well. I thought both teams played very well. Like I don't like they didn't turn the ball over. I mean, I think there was like one or two interceptions, but like not really turning the ball over. It was more of just a defensive battle. So, um, did you have any more games of the week, or was that just really the only one? Kind of a disappointing had, weekend. Yeah, I mean, I haven't. Like the sneaky game of the week for me. I mean, I had Notre Dame, Ohio State number one. Um, I mean, that was that was all Rams. A damn good game. Yeah. The other one I had was Oregon State, Washington State. Yeah. Sneakily. Both teams played well. Yeah. Under the radar. Cam, Cam so, Ward's uh, scary good, man. He's not getting the record. Yeah, he. Uh, he played his ass off last week. Yeah. So uh, we'll go ahead and get into the player of the weeks and. It, Kind of a poor transition on my part, but I—I I mean, I have Kyle McCord. 
he he got it done in the clutch. He didn't really necessarily look good most of the game, but that last five minutes, I mean, he he did he did what he needed to do. So I, I'm giving him player of the week for me. Um, you could have gone Cam Ward. Um, you know, you could have gone a couple places. Bo Nix, I think maybe. Um, you can stop around. right there because I had Cam Ward. I had Cam Ward as mine. Yeah. Bo Nix coming in at number two. But Cam Ward, man, was 28 to 34, 404 yards. Against four that defense, is pretty I'm, good. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you, man, the way he was poised in the pocket, you know, he had to run when he ran when he had to run and he made good, threw good balls all game long. I mean, it was, he was on fire. I'm not taking nothing away from Bo Nix. But to me, I think Oregon State's defense is a little bit better than oh, Colorado's. <laughs> so that's why I stuck with Cam Ward for the player of the week. Yeah, I'm not upset by that. He he showed out. Um, and that, that that goes right into, like, one of the winners I had was Washington State. Um, they, they might be in the same spot I think Oregon State was at the beginning of the year. And I don't think Oregon State's still out of it. They played a close game. They have a good defense. DJ is playing really well. They have the best running back, I think, in the Pac-12. Um, but Washington State is just flying under the radar with a, a solid quarterback. Um, it's tough to go into Washington State and play. You saw that with Oregon State and then Wisconsin. Um, so I have them as one of the winners. The other two we've already talked about, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go into it, but Ohio State and Oregon. Um they just are my winners of the week for this week. Yeah, I had Oregon and Ohio State as my winners this week. It's hard to take away from what they right. did, uh, especially on the defensive side of the ball. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, but some losers of this week, I'll give you one of them. And then my second one, I want to go on a little bit of a rant. So I'll let you do your losers after my, my first one. My first one's Colorado. Um Hype train kind of cooled down. Um, not really necessarily a loser, but the expectations skyrocketed after that first win. And I, I had them in a bowl game to start the season, but I didn't have them beating TCU. Um, I still think they're going to get into a bowl game, um, but I think I think it's kind of cooled down for this year and maybe back to reality. I still think that six or seven win season is a success for Colorado. Um, but they're my first loser. Um, I'll let you go ahead and knock out yours because the second one is going to, I'm going to go on a little bit of a rant. So two of my losers this week were Ole Miss. And once again, I got to go with Florida State. As a loser. Yeah. Even though they won, dude, they just, I don't know what's going on, but for them being a the number four team in the country, and I'm not taking runs away against Clemson, but that's too close. Back-to-back games. Yeah. I mean, two close, two really close back-to-back games. Yeah, I know they wins, and they, but... they did solidify it, though, in that overtime period. They should have lost because of the kicker, but. So, I don't know. I still, I know they're good, man, but I just don't know. I agree. I don't, I don't think they're going to win the ACC anymore, but I, it's not going to be Clemson. No. I think Miami's and Duke are scary. And the way UNC yeah. beat Pitt is scary. So I don't, I don't know. I'm not saying they're going to have a hiccup right. or two 
coming up. But I think their luck's going to run out with these close games at the end. Yeah. Uh, the second loser I have is just sports media in general. So in sports media, we have our guys that either loved Dion or hated Dion, right? And the people, I don't want to say hated Dion, the people that kind of trash Dion for what he's doing rather than recognizing how he's building a program in the new, new age, um, they can kick rocks and, and, you know, they're rightfully so to kind of say, told you so, told you so, but they're still one, they're still not recognizing what Dion's doing. Colorado won two games in two years, like, and they've already won three games this year. Like that's still very impressive. And then half the people who was behind Dion flipped and said, Oh, I told you so. They're not as good as I thought they were. They're going to stink the rest of the season. Like if you have a take, stick with it, own it up. If you're wrong, I'm wrong. They got smacked in the mouth by Oregon and I was, I was wrong, but I'm still a fan of Colorado. Now my hype level has gone down quite a bit from them but I'm still going to be rooting for him every single game. And I, I love what Dion's doing with it. Um, it. It's just, I cannot stand people that are hypocrites and that, you know, just go where, wherever the wind changes. And it, and it really, really bothers me. And it bothers me that such influential people in the media are the main proponents of it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. See, I can nitpick at this as well. You can't take anything away from Dion. No. Okay. He was one of the one of the all one of the all time great football players. Okay, not only that, but he's turned the team around, like you said, that won two games in two years. Right. He's finally got that stadium and that group in Boulder believing yep. in what he's doing. You can't expect a man to come in there and go twelve and zero. No. Your first season. Now, for granted. He's doing a lot of things with the transfer portal, which is, you know, how my takes on the transfer portal. I think it's right. good and I think it's bad. He, you got to remember, he handpicked his team. He knows what he's got. He's got he a lot of. He knows what he's doing. He's got a lot of. He knows what he's doing. He's got a lot of five star recruits. One bad game against a really damn good Oregon team. Right. Oregon's top five. Should not, should not define Dion in Colorado. That's what kind of. Irks my nerves about this, like you said. Yeah. It's the bandwagon train. When you win, kind of like Carolina football, Carolina basketball. Carolina starts sucking it up in football. What do Carolina fans today? Right. I'm a basketball. Right. Exactly. But one thing with me that I think Dion, and like I said, it's good for the game, and I'm not knocking it, but, you know, tell the kids to cool it off a little bit. Stop showing your Rolex watch. Yeah. Stop flashing this. Just shut the hell up and play football. So let let's let's let you work all that out on the field. I understand, yeah, it's cool, whatever. Right. But man, if you could take let's say fifty the other fifty percent of that attitude and put it onto the field. Right. I'm telling you, man, they would be unstoppable. So I I get what you're saying and I disagree a little bit. Because, one, I think you have to have that confidence. That's how Dion played it. They're all super disciplined, so it's not them being arrogant. But I agree they should tone it down a little bit. But at the same time, are we only seeing it because the spotlight is on them? What do you, what do you think those boys down in Miami are doing? What do you think you know the, the boys down at Florida State are doing? The camera's not all up in their face like they are in Colorado. 
So my question to you, and, and this is just general curiosity, because I have, I think that it's half spotlight and half of what you're saying is correct. But like, how much do you attribute, attribute the camera access and the media access to seeing all that stuff to other teams that might still be doing that, but just aren't getting noticed because the cameras aren't there. No, like I said, I'm not taking anything away from that no, team I'm, or any right. player on that team. So, I mean, let me I stand corrected a little bit here, but I'm with you with the spotlight stuff, but I'm all good with pregame warm-up. You're out there, you're, you're gibbering, you're jabbering, you're running oh, yeah. in your mouth. I'm good with that. I think it's great for the game. Joey Porter was great. But if you it. win, <laughs> oh, yeah, if you win, you know, you don't need to flash what you got, you know, to right. say, yeah, talk talk a little bit of smack. But like you said, and I also didn't put in perspective, too, is the camera time. I mean, I'm not saying that. Right. You know, I, th- I think we're both Florida, right. I don't George think... is doing it. I, you know, that's kind of like the turnover chain and all that right, other stuff right. with the turnover shoulder pass from Georgia. You know, I'm not – like I said, that doesn't get aired a whole lot because it's defense. They mostly show offensive side of things, which is right. – like I said, Colorado has a damn good team, and I stand by that. You yeah. Give them one more year and let them figure out the kinks and the wrinkles. They're in the playoffs next year. Guarantee you. I get, yeah. I'll, I'll say it right say now. That, but I'm, September 27th, they're in the playoff next year. The 12 team. Um, I'll take that bit. <laughs> no, I, I think you're right. I, th- I think there is a point to it. But at the same time, like, I, I'd rather have a team that's going to be cocky like that that's super disciplined than not. But well, that's, that's what just, I'm saying, that's too. Just, but that's just, a, that's just see, personal choice. Exactly. I want a team as well that's got a little bit of swagger when they're going to that right. field running their mouth before pre-game to get you fired up. Yeah. No, I'm with you a thousand. But maybe, but then again, maybe you know the camera just need to needs to leave that stuff off because to me, oh, all it does is if Dion loses the game, that's all people are focused on. Oh, so and so. Yeah, and you know what I mean. Dion's been hand. I don't know if you've been watching the press conferences. Dion is handling the press conferences like a pro. Like I can't say how great he's doing as just a professional in general of how he's handling he gave all credit to dan landing he didn't care what dan landing said he's like he should be saying that he's a football coach he's getting his players fired up i don't care i'm well, taking names that, and also, i'm making receipts he also gives he also gives respect when respect oh, is for earned. Sure. you know what i'm saying yeah and he was he's like he's like i i appreciate what he's doing for his team you have to do that as a good coach but you best believe i'm gonna remember that for next year and as he should as every coach should you got to remember, that's going to be motivation next year. Bo Nix is not going to be there, and it's going to be in Colorado. Right. No, but that's exactly what I'm saying. Like, like I just – I'm such a big fan of Dion, especially now that he's in the spotlight. Well, outside, like, of the he's fo- just... outside of the football world, Dion is a really good guy. Well, no, and he's – he's and, and if you watch the Colorado – like, I've nerded out and have gone behind scenes on Colorado and stuff like that. He's making sure – like, they have a five-star cornerback who could have helped them last week. He has not seen the field because he's not prepared. He's not ready yet. Like he's not prepared. Like he's not making practices on time. Like he's doing the little things and Dion's not playing them because of that. And I respect that. Like, I, I just, I don't know. I think he's, I think he's the new Nick Saban and I love to see it, man. And imagine Dion at Alabama. I know that won't happen, but like imagine Dion after Nick Saban I might not like Dion after that. 
Um, like yes. I said, you can't take you can't take nothing away from the man no. at all. And I have I've I have a new... that they only win only the three that they have the three games that they have only if they only win that you still That's... can't take nothing away from them. No, no, and I I have so much more respect for Dan Lanning too with seeing how he fires up his teams and. Now he says we don't do that for clicks, we do it for whatever. That's bullshit because that was a freaking 4K camera right in your face when you said that. Like you knew what you were doing. Just admit to knowing what you were doing, and I'm cool with it. I I respect the move. So um all right, that's our that's our polishing off Dion's uh knob this week that we have. Um for now at least. Let's go ahead and get into the game picks. Uh same record as, as last week, uh weekly wise. Um totals. I'm 32 wins, 13 losses. Andrew, you are 31 wins, 14 losses. So we flip-flop two weeks ago. Um, but I mean we're still close neck and neck. My locks actually did really well. I'm 24 and 21 now on the locks. Um this week, looking at the games this week. There's a lot of sneaky games, sneaky good games. This might be a good weekend, but it looks like if you really wanted to, if you only had one time slot to watch football, watch it at noon because all of the, all of the good games seem to be at noon this week. Um, uh, Let's go ahead and start here with our two Friday night games. Um, We'll go Utah at Oregon state, uh, which might be one of the good games. Uh, Oregon state's favored by three points. Um, it is in Corvallis. Uh, Utah's defense is so good. This one was really, really tough for me um, because I'm a big DJ fan, but I don't know. I don't know if they can get past that that defense of Utah. I'm flipping my. Mm, who do you got? Cause I, oh yeah, you want to know because you want to keep one of the records. I'm not stupid. No, okay, I'll I'll go ahead and make my pick. I I wrote down Utah initially. Did you though? Here's the thing. I Here's did. I, I can show you my one. screen right now. I wrote down Utah. I'll, I think I'll, I'll show you. I'll it. show you mine too. Here's the thing. Is Cam Rising back this week? I don't know, but I don't know. It, he he warmed up, I think, last week, and he was running around on the sideline. But I don't know, because if he is, it's Utah for sure. Yeah, I know that's another thing too. I'll be honest; I had Oregon State at first, but I'm this is one of those tricky games to me because yeah, yeah, it's in Corvallis and it's a night game. Well, right, and that's that's what makes me super hesitant. If it was at Utah, night game, no problem, Utah. But I just think offensively, Oregon State is the better yeah. matchup offensively. No, you're probably right. I want to switch my pick, but I'm not going to. Um, I have Go for it. No, I just – I don't you know. You know you want DJ. I do, but he got – DJ this, DJ that. I know. I'll let you know by the end of it. I might switch that back, but I don't want to – I don't know. I don't want to switch it just because you picked them there and you made some good points of it being at night at Corvallis. Like, I just, I don't know. Um, The next one here, we have Louisville at NC State. Uh, It is Louisville favored by three. Um, I'll let you go on on this one. I'm not changing my pick, Um, but you go ahead and go first on this one. And I know who I'm picking. 
You want me to go on my rant is what you want me to do. Well, okay, I'll go first then. I originally had Louisville at this week, and then I got a text message, and then I got a text message, your boy's getting honored at the game. And I said, okay, who? Bill Carr, the chin, and that changes everything. The chin is in attendance. NC State's going to play lights out defense. NC State will shut out Louisville in honor of the chin himself, Bill Cower. And those jerseys are pretty badass. I'm going to tell you what, buddy. You're pretty badass on that pick because I didn't pick NC State. Really? No. Uh, I will tell you. Uh, yeah, because they have a quarterback and they have more than one receiver that the quarterback can rely on. I'm not taking – trust me, I will be at the game. And it breaks my heart to say this. Yeah. It's going to be packed. It's going to be loud. Blackout game, 7 o'clock. Thank That's another students. reason to pick That's... NC State. You know night games, blackouts are – I know. The last time we played Louisville on a blackout, we won. But that's also when we had Ryan Finley, Jalen Samuels, Naeem Hines. Was that Lamar Jackson? No. Yep. Yes. Bradley Chubb. Yes, it was. Bradley Chubb. So, I don't know, man. The offense is just still struggling to me. The offensive line just. I just don't think Louisville's that good. I know they're undefeated, but I just don't think they're that good. I don't think they have played a defense as good as NC State's. I think that's going to be the thing, but Plummer is a thrower. And we don't have a secondary that is worth a darn, if you ask me. Yeah. So, I'm doing this out of spite because I hope I'm proved wrong. You're hoping the reverse juju gets on you. Knock on wood. Yeah. <laughs> I, got, I got Louisville, unfortunately. I think it's going to be a close game, but yeah, I just don't think our offense is going to be able to keep up with their offense. Well. We're we're separate on two games so far. Let's see if we're separate on the third one. Uh, the first one of the first games at uh, noon will be in Kentucky, Florida at Kentucky. Kentucky is favored by just one point. Uh, I like what this is going to me. I hate what I'm about to say. I like what Billy Napier is actually doing now. That young defensive coordinator has that deep buzzing. Huh? You're going with Devin Leary. No. That defense okay. is buzzing, and Devin Leary is ranked 13 out of 13 quarterbacks in the SEC. He's not done well. They've won, and they've won by double-digit margins on all their games, but they haven't played anybody. If it was at Florida, I'd be more convinced. I think Graham Mertz, who's been one of the most accurate transfer portal quarterbacks in the nation – um, I think he gets it done. Ricky Pearsall, after that one-handed catch he had against uh, Charlotte last week, um, I think that was more of a look-ahead game. Um, but they did kick six field goals or something, so not worried about the kicker now. I'm, I'm picking Florida to, to win at Kentucky. Yeah, I hope Florida goes there and chomps a bite out of Devin Leary's ass. I got Florida as well. He, he just hasn't played well, and I've seen – you know, being a friend with you and and watching NC State games more than the average person I think has, 
I, I just know what Devin Leary can do and what he can't do. And I just, if he hasn't figured it out, I don't think he, I don't think he will this season. Um, which I was really high on him going into the year at Kentucky too. So um, I will too. Next game, we have USC at Colorado. Uh, USC is favored by 21 and a half points. Um, USC's defense, not as good as Oregon's, not in the slightest. And they almost lost to Arizona State last week. They were in a in a shootout there. Um, I'm sticking with my boys, man. I'm going Colorado here with the big upset. Are you really? Yep. I think I think Shador Sanders and that offense is better than anybody that Arizona State has, and we'll we'll find out super early if they can handle it. And I think the defense is opportunistic enough. Caleb Williams has not turned the ball over at all yet this year. I think they get one or two interceptions. And if they do do, if they get one or two, if they win the turnover battle, they'll win the game. I'm put. I'm I'm sticking with Dion, man. I'm not gonna be. I'm not gonna be after one loss. This will be the tough easy one win. Because USC get an easy win this defense. week. But I had USC winning this game. You're probably right. I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to stick with it. I don't think – I think not having Travis Hunter is going to hurt them bigger in this game than what it did the Oregon game. Yeah. So, I'm going to stick with USC on this one. No, you're probably right, and you'll you'll get an easy win on this one. Um, all right, next game here uh, might be a sneakily game of the weekend. Uh, Texas A&M and Arkansas. Texas A&M is still favored by six and a half. Connor Wegman uh, is out for the season. I checked the line um, this afternoon. I'll check it again. Uh, Max Johnson's time to shine here. Uh, who do you got? Hey, Arkansas played really good against LSU last week. Yep. I just could not close it out. Same I with think BYU. I'm going to go with Arkansas. Yeah, I'm going to go with Arkansas on this one. It's at home. I think Pittman's looking forward to drinking a cold beer after a good win, so I'm going to pick him. Yeah, uh, I'm not. I'm picking Texas A&M. I'm sticking with them. I I, I think they're going to rally behind um, Max – what did I say, Max Johnson? Uh, I think they're going to rally behind him. He's a stud of a quarterback. I think – this is the type of game that Jimbo typically loses, but who else in the West is any good? I still don't trust KJ Jefferson. He can't finish it in close games. So I think it's close, um, but I think Texas A&M pulls that off. Uh, so far, we've only picked one game together here, sir. Uh, we are five five games through uh, right now. Next one will go to the ACC, Clemson at Syracuse. Clemson is favored by six and a half. Syracuse is on a roll, man, undefeated team. Um, I'm going Syracuse. I'm picking the underdog here. I'm going Syracuse because I think Jimbo or I think Dabo, I don't know how inspired the team's going to be. And it's not because of lack of Dabo, but I think it's, I, I think a two, two lost team after a potential ACC championship contender. I, I just, I think Syracuse has it. Schrader looks really good this year too. I got Clemson, man. I don't think they're going to lose two in a row. 
You're probably right on that one, too. I'm picking a lot of underdogs this week, buddy. Um, Next game here, a sneakily tricky game, and I think the over probably will hit on this one. Kansas at Texas at 330. Texas is favored by 16 and a half. Uh, they looked super inspired last week versus Baylor. Um, huge fan of Kansas, though, uh, like uh, Jaden Daniels or Jalen Daniels, whichever, I, I can't remember, JT, whatever his name is, at Kansas. But I just don't think Kansas has the defense yet. Um, so I'm going Texas. Yeah, I got Texas as well. I think Elder explodes. I think Texas keeps rolling. You think yours? Yours? Yours, yeah. I don't know why I said Wow, that's like, <laughs> I was like he hasn't been there for a while, years, buddy. <laughs> yeah, my bad. Yours. Yeah. Next next game here, we're gonna go down to the south. Uh go down to uh, oh old hottie toddy down there. LSU at Ole Miss. LSU's favored by two and a half. Um still not a big fan of LSU. Don't think they're as good as they think they are, so I'm going old miss here. I think Jackson Dart has a rebound game. I got old Miss as well. I think Jackson Dart has a rebound game, and I think Lane Kiffin gets to play against Brian Kelly. Yep. I think so as well. I think just Nick Saban is uh, his kryptonite, and I think if he's worried that if he beats Alabama, he won't get the job. Um, but then again, Lane Kiffin doesn't win the big game, so we'll see. Um, neither does Brian Kelly because he sucks. Uh Next game here, we have South Carolina at Tennessee. It is at Tennessee. Tennessee is favored by 11 and a half. Who you got? This one was another one that was kind of sneaky for me after last year, what Spencer Rattler did. Right. Uh, I forgot about that, to be honest with you. Yeah, they beat – that's when Hooker went down that Mm -hmm. game. I think I'm going to stick with Tennessee because it's at home. Nealon's yep. going to be rocking. It's hard to play in that place, man. I think Tennessee wants revenge from last year. Yep. I agree. I think Tennessee wins this as well, and I think it's not going to be particularly close. I think they remember last year. Um, Joe Milton looked better last week. Um, granted, it was against a lesser opponent, but he looked better. Um, and then the final game, uh, Notre Dame at Duke. Notre Dame is favored by this six. This was the toughest, the toughest one. Duke is sneaky good, man, but I think Sam Hartman has a rebound game. I have Notre Dame big, and it's nothing against Duke. I love Duke. Uh, I uh, I just don't think Duke's going to be able to stop this three-headed monsters and running backs, man. I really don't. I think Notre Dame's got a few more weapons on the outside, and their defense is a little bit more solid than Duke's. I got – I think the first half is going to be close, but I got Notre Dame winning this one as a rebound for Sam Hartman. Yeah, I do too, and I don't think Notre Dame's out of the college football playoff yet, and I think this this will solidify that because um, they got a couple tough games coming up. They got USC, they got Clemson, and they got Duke, um, and only one of them's at home. So um, they got to win these games. Um, okay, so I'm going to list off some some locks of the week. Uh, you tell me where you disagree, and we can have a little conversation. I got uh, USC at Colorado. Um, I have Colorado plus 21 and a half. I think they at least cover. I picked them to win outright, but at least to cover the 21.5. Uh, 
West Virginia at TCU. TCU is favored by 12 and a half. I have West Virginia plus 12 and a half. I think they cover as well. They're a scrappy bunch. And I just don't like TCU, man. They're not as good as last year, and their ball look isn't falling their way. Um, Bama at Mississippi State. I have And Bama's favored by 14 and a half. I say Bama minus 14 and a half. I think they win by three-plus touchdowns. I don't think Mississippi State's that good this year. They're switching to all types of offenses, new coach. Rest in peace, Mike Leach. If you were there, I would pick Mike Leach and Mississippi State, but you're not. Um, next game, LSU at Ole Miss. Ole Miss plus two and a half. I mean, if I'm picking them out right, give me the points just to say save face. Uh, Louisville at NC State. I'm gonna go with the under 55 and a half points. Um, I think it's a. I think NC State's defense is gonna shut them down. Um, and then I just don't trust Brendan Armstrong at quarterback. Uh, to score points. Um, so I think it's going to be a low scoring, close defensive game. Uh, or Utah, at Oregon state under 44 and a half. I think both defenses are going to shut down both offenses. Um, I don't see that one being a high scoring game either. I mean, Utah held UCLA to seven points last week. So, and I think UCLA's offense might be a little better than Oregon state's um, next one, Iowa state at Oklahoma. Oklahoma's favored by 20 points. I think Iowa State keeps it close. I think Oklahoma State is a bunch of fugues, and this I don't I don't like Iowa State, but I think they keep it within 20. Washington at Arizona. Washington's favored by 18 and a half. I think they win by three touchdowns or more. Michael Penix is unstoppable. Washington still, for me, is one of the most complete teams um in the Pac 12 and in the nation. Penn State at Northwestern. Penn State's favored by 27 points. I'm going to take Penn State and the points. Um, so I think they beat them by at least 28 points. Um, I, Penn State's just rolling the way. Guess how many offensive yards Iowa – I know it's Iowa, but guess how many offensive yards Iowa had last week? Um, 73. Total yards? Yes. So I, oh. I I think Penn State's better than a lot of people are giving them credit for. Um, and then the final game, South Alabama at JMU. JMU is favored by three points. I think they win by more than three. Um, so those are my ten locks of the week. I got a little bold and brazen, just like with my picks here. And I'm going to stick with Utah over Oregon State. I don't like that. I'm going to be cheering for Oregon State. I don't know why I did that. But Utah's why don't you pick Oregon good. State? Because I don't. You know you want to. Just pick them. All right. I'm going to go Oregon I'm telling State. you, it's in, um, it's, in, it's in Corvallis, man. It's going to be hard to play against them there. Yeah, I just – yeah, I'm okay. I'll switch it then. You sure you don't want to switch that Louisville pick too? No. No, I'm confident in that one. Because, oh, because somehow they're NC State is losing. Like, don't take this offense. They're losing games, but they're still coming out with a win. Yeah, now you're really starting to sound like Dave Dorn. But they are though. Like they're losing games. Like they they should have lost to UVA. They probably should have lost to UConn. But they're somehow that they're coming out with the wins. Like I. And I love the defense. I love Peyton Wilson. Like, I love that. I like the kid from Naples, Raphael. Tell me if he is not – tell me if Peyton Wilson is not a baller. 
Yeah, he is. He's a stud. I like Casey Concepcion. Like, I like the offensive weapons that they have. Like, I just, I don't, I don't know. Like, I just, I just have, I have a gut feeling, man. And I think Dave Doran is going to go into the press conference and be like, be like, oh, look, I told you so. I told you so. So. I hope you're right. I, I hope I'm right too. Because <laughs> if not, you're going to be up big on me this week. Because I picked Colorado at USC <laughs> in Syracuse. Well, do me a favor. Do me a little favor. Times are going to be a little tougher this game. So then, mommy, some money so I can get an old tuppy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. Uh. So let's go ahead into the next little section. This one's been kind of fun, man. And I haven't been keeping track of it, but I think I I think I might start by the um you know kind of towards the end of this year here the upset of the week so this is where a team is more than seven points or, or tried to be at least more than seven point uh underdogs kind of like the super dog picks for game day that we do um and see who who might be on upset alert this week i actually have three of them um but i'll let you go first who, who do you have for your upsets of the week so i've got vandy upset in mizzou Really? Mizzou's yeah. a dude. I think. I know, but I got the feeling on Eli. He, yeah, they're going to blow it. I think it's this week. Is that the only one you got? I have. No, this is an upside. I'm not changing my pick. But I have Kansas upset in Texas. Yeah, I almost put that one down. I think that one's fair. Because Kansas' offense is really, really good, and as long as Daniel stays healthy, if their defense gets better, they're going to be good. And my last one was Syracuse upset and Clemson. Well, yeah, I mean, that one's going to happen, so. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> um, okay, yeah, no, those are all good ones. and I, I think all of them – you'll have to convince me of the Vandy over Mizzou one because Mizzou's been playing really good. And that Burton kid, I don't know if anybody in the nation can cover him with how fast he is. Um, is it at Vandy or is it at Mizzou? Do you know? At Vandy, I think. Yeah. Okay. I can, I can give you that then. Uh, um, yeah. Um, I have Iowa State upsetting Oklahoma. Like I said, I, I just don't trust Oklahoma. I don't think they're as good as they think they are. And I don't think Dylan Gabriel's better than their backup quarterback. I think their backup quarterback's better. Um, then West Virginia at TCU. Like I said, I think West Virginia can actually win this game, like truly, truly win this game. Um, yeah, the, first, about that one. Yeah, one. the first one to Iowa State, I don't think Iowa State can win, but I think it's going to scare Oklahoma enough and expose them. Um, West Virginia, I think, can beat TCU. They're 12 and a half point dogs. Um, and then South Carolina at Tennessee. I, I think South Carolina very easily, depending on which Spencer Rattler can play and which Joe Milton shows up. Like, which one of the two are you going to get? And Spencer Rattler hasn't been playing bad this year. His team hasn't been good. Um, but, like, which one, you know, which one, which one's going to show up for that? So, um, and then my potential player of the weeks, I have two of them as well. Um, so I'll go ahead and knock mine out here. Uh, first one I have is Jackson Dart. Um, I think he has to have a good game because if he doesn't, we're going to see Spencer Sanders in the second half. 
Um, and I think I just don't think LSU's defense, like where's Maxie Smith at? Like he he's just he LSU's defensive end who's supposed to be the greatest defensive player since um since Will Anderson last year. Like he just hasn't shown up. Um and then the second one is Graham Mertz. Like I said, he's sneakily been good. He's like in the 70s for completion percentage. He's he's thrown the ball all over the place with kind of crappy receivers, crappy offensive line, and crappy coach with Billy Napier. Um, and I think he's better than Devin Leary. So, like, I always pick quarterbacks over teams if I'm not sure on the teams. And I think Graham Mertz is a little bit better than Devin Leary at this point in time. Ask me that two years ago, I would pick Devin Leary. So, I had Graham Mertz from Florida. Um, that was definitely number one. And – if this game does become an upset, I got the quarterback in Duke. Leonard. Riley Leonard. Yeah. But they hey, I'm not upset by that today. because that's so true. He's a gamer. Riley Le- or he he's a gamer. Yeah, but they hadn't. Yep. I think it's Riley Leonard. I know his last name is Leonard. It's I think it is Riley Leonard. He he's a gamer, but I just I think I think I mean SMA didn't have a bad game per se, but I think they give it to him a lot more. And did you see how on Pat McAfee show how big he is wearing that basketball jersey? He's huge. Dude, his arms are the size of my he's leg. Like 250. I think he's like 240. He's he's a monster. Please, Steelers draft him. <laughs> we need a big running back. <laughs> um okay well that's the show for us this week thank you guys for tuning in once again um i think i'm gonna start putting this out uh well no it'll still come out thursday mornings um it's something maybe to think about it might come out a little bit later in the day on thursday um from here on out because we did get good feedback with that last uh last week um but thank you guys for listening continue to share thank you for all the new subscribers um thank you uh to all the new uh people who follow us on social media continue to share you know be a friend tell a friend if you like us if not you know have how you doing keep it moving uh move on to the next one so uh thank you again from uh donovan and andrew here we'll see you next week